If you want more from Dee and her sister and partner in crime, Rhonda, check out Switchblade Sisters Social Club, a true crime podcast where two sisters exploit their worst fears for your entertainment. You're welcome. Welcome to Weenie the Moon. Today I'm here with Dee. Hi. And Dee is going to do a podcast on the full moon. The full moon. I have to admit, this is my favourite phase. Me too. It it shouldn't be. It should be the new moon in terms of how much I get done and how I feel, but I still feel drawn to the full moon. But I just think there's something just so romantic about it, so endearing about it. It just draws you. It's stunning isn't it when you see that that full moon in the sky it looks gorgeous doesn't it it's one that's got so many stories to it and also i think both of us see are quite driven people yeah we're fire and earth and we are busy with our brains most of the time mentally going forward for me full moon really gives me time to get in touch with that spiritual side and feel a bit more emotional and allow myself to as well. So, can all dream me just thinking about it. I know, because I'm just, it. you know what I was thinking about? Moon baths. Moon baths. Yeah, so I'll, talk, I'll touch on the different sort of rituals and activities that are really good at this time. If you love the moon, follow it, believe in its effects, don't believe in its effects. There's very few people who can't say they've not noticed a gorgeous full moon. And also, it is the phase of the moon that most we've talked about this before on this podcast most cultures religions races nationalities whatever have some kind of folklore stories etc around the full moon yeah you know sometimes it's more tied into periods i remember once i went to guyana in um, south america and there was a stream i wasn't allowed to go into if i had my period but you have obviously stories about werewolves or things happening at the time of full moon you hear stories from EMTs, like emergency first responders and nurses and nursery owners, etc., that the full moon is definitely a state of where patients and babies and so forth are much more agitated or yeah. energetic. So the full moon is when the moon is on the opposite side of the earth to the sun. So it will go sun, earth, moon, if that makes sense. So it means that the side of the moon that the sun is illuminating is facing the earth we're seeing the reflection of the sunlight the whole thing yeah that is why we can see the fully illuminated side now the woo-woo part of that is that it is a time for you to seal your intentions you know in the new moon episode you talked a lot about setting intentions you've got that energy you've got that motivation to start new projects open up to new opportunities etc etc and now is the time to kind of harvest reap those rewards before we go into the phases between the full moon and the new moon where we kind of reflect over what we've achieved it's a time to seal your intentions it's a time to release any setbacks you have kind of like an agricultural harvest you should be reaping the benefits of your intentions that you set during your new moon which hopefully you have a lot if you set your new moon intentions and to this point you've been working really hard to achieve all your goals you've set realistic goals achievable ones and you've done it all like now is the time to really i think pat yourself on the back of everything you've done exactly take a moment to sort of step back and realize what you achieved just before we started recording this and i said i was telling my friend about what you and i have been doing with we knew the moon and she looked at our website and she was like wow you guys have done so much and i was like 
well, actually, we have done. In a short space of time, we managed to accomplish quite a lot. Only when you take a step back. That's yeah. saying you can't see the wood for the trees. Exactly. This lets you see exactly where you're at. Before I fully understood the lunar cycle, I would just plod on. To this point, you're really driven and full moon arrives. And if you're not following your lunar diary, you may find yourself trying to work through it and continue. And it was just a disaster. I find <laughs> it was um, a mess. <laughs> yeah, and I find ignoring the phases after the full moon are even more disastrous. Yes. The yeah. time when we need to be retreating and recovering and reflecting. If you're still trying to go, go, go in that phase, it can just fuck you up for the next it lunar cycle. It makes your brain a mushy mess. You try and really hard to focus and you just keep getting distracted and then it hits midday and it's like, I've got nothing done today. And then you look at the calendar and guess what's happening? It's full moon. So I definitely now stop, if I can, all the complicated stuff. If you don't take that time, especially after the full moon, to recover, reflect, prepare for the next new moon cycle, then you start that next new moon cycle feeling drained, there's a couple of things that I really love doing. I know you and I, we basically bonded over a moon moon bath. Yeah. Like, not bathing love together. A moon bath. But we do like our respective <laughs> <laughs> individual moon baths. Even if you don't think the moon has anything to do with how you are as a person, in which case I don't know what you're doing listening to this, but just carving out that one time a month at the very least to just have a proper pampery self-care bath like make it a thing yeah. make it an event it's not your washing bath it's not no. that it's picking your favorite like fancy epsom salts or... it is time to use that fancy bath bomb that you've exactly. been saving since christmas yeah. if you wonder why bath bombs are so expensive those are the ones that you use on special occasions, like full moons. <laughs> so. But even if you don't like bath, I have to admit I'm not a bath person. I never understood people that could spend hours in the bath. I didn't see the point. Yeah, um, I would get in the bath and relax. get bored. Yeah, like I'm in now. Now what? Can't you get know? comfortable. It's too hot. It's too cold. Can't wash um, my hair because I have really long hair. It's not practical. Yeah, yeah. All these things where you just think by the time I've run it, it's just I don't feel like having one anymore. But a full moon bath, if ever you need convincing of what a bath's about, try it on a full moon. If your mental state's just the right. Yeah, and because you have to think of it as a pampery self-care yeah. activity. It's not a washing bath. This is your bar bath. It is. You know, imagine your Take champions. your crystals with you as well, crystals, your candles. candles. I've got an amazing one at the moment. Well, I've just got a new amazing one from you. But one I have at the moment in my bath is a Moroccan mint tea. Oh, it smells so good. And it smells so good for so long after it's even been blown out. Is it quite zesty and refreshing? Yeah, it smells like minty tea, you know? It's amazing. Be realistic with your expectations. For example, I can now... This is going to sound weird. But if you have this problem, you'll get it. I can now sit in the bath without any music or podcasts or TV on my phone or whatever. Before, I couldn't. I had to practice working up to that you know, in the sort of modern society where we're constantly go, 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 and all this stimulus and, uh, you know, Aries brain and whatever, to just sit there not doing anything, not think, you know, not listening to something, not watching something, just sitting there in my own thoughts, which, you know, we can feel very uncomfortable with our own thoughts for too long. It was a bit too big and scary at first. And sometimes the more you try, the more you put pressure on yourself, and then the more you can't do it, and then you get agitated, and you're going against the whole flow of what you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. doing. Start off with like watching something on Netflix that you find relaxing or listening to a good podcast. I found loads of podcasts that were storytelling podcasts. So they're great, like adult storytelling. 
it's just lovely. So For you know, audio books. As yeah, well some people yeah. like audio books, but these were kind of short, thirty minutes, an hour long podcast stories. So uh, rather than a like longer book, that you might I know to. a good podcast you could listen to. Is it this one? Is this one. <laughs> So some of the other things that I know you and I both like to do around about the full moon, and there's loads, isn't there? If you Google oh. full moon rituals, there's loads. The big to-do list, but yeah. I wouldn't try and do them all because you ruin the... The fun of it, right? Yeah. If you start feeling obliged. You might feel inclined to put your crystals out in the moon, either in your garden or outside on a windowsill, or if you don't have that kind of space, then on a window internal windowsill where they will be touched by the moonlight. And this is meant to cleanse your crystals and recharge them. But maybe you don't feel the need to cleanse all of them every month because maybe you haven't been using all of them every no. month. So just, you know, do what you feel inclined to. Do what feels to, yeah, natural. Yeah, I pick the ones that I've used a lot yeah. or the ones I think I will need yeah. based on the next two coming weeks. All of these things help shift your mindset as well, I think, you know. It makes you feel, again, like you're getting a bit more energy and emotionally you're cleansing yourself, you're recharging and so forth. All these things that give you emotional support, you're making them stronger and they're going to be there for you even more. Giving them a bit of a wash with moon water, which is another thing that we love doing. Properly woo-woo, isn't it? But I love it. Putting bottles of water, preferably glass bottles or ceramic, but, you know, trying to stay away from plastics and so forth. Bottles of water outside, again, to get charged up by the moon. And this is called moon water, and you can use this moon water for anything. I always like to make my first cup of coffee the following day. Indeed, oh, yeah. But then after that, I don't use it for any. I don't consume it. I know you can boil it and so forth, but yeah. I'm always a bit like it's been again a while. time in Guyana, <laughs> yeah. where we had to sort of sterilize our water. These little rituals—they make a big difference. They just—they're just something you're doing for you as well, which yeah. is a nice feeling. Again, you can sort of rinse your crystals with your moon water. I use it for my oil diffuser. It's, again, another thing that in loads of cultures and loads of religions and so forth, people have these stories around water, holy water, sacred water. It's also something about marking time. All of these rituals, they kind of help us be more conscious of time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the time of the year, the time of the month. The reason why I think that's important is because just plot along with life. We don't take much time reflecting where we are and what's happened. And we have it a little bit at New Year. Quite often we beat ourselves up around the New Year, right? Yeah, like, we do that unrealistic expectation. I didn't do my resolutions from last year. Even gonna... the pressure to have a good night. If you have 12 mini New Years with the new moons... <laughs> You know, there's less pressure on each one. Yeah, you're dividing it up. But it's a really nice way of just marking time, being a bit more conscious about it, making sure you're spending your time doing the best things for you, spending it with the best people for you. It's it's, it's nice to have that moment of reflection. And I think having these rituals around the new moon and the full moon, they also help us stay a bit more conscious about the time passing and are we doing the right thing Definitely. And if you don't get it quite right, you know you've got 11 other full moons that year. And that's very much the energy of the full moon, is reflecting on where you are now. You set your new moon intentions. Have you managed them? Have you accomplished them? Are you on the right path? What are you feeling right now? What is this moon trying to tell you? And that's why it's super important to have these moments of reflection. In the new moon, you covered the solar eclipse. When the moon, in the new moon phase, blocks some or all of the sun. Yes, in the daytime. So I'm going to talk to you about full moon eclipse. What it means for us is everything that the full moon means, but on speed, you're going to feel even more the emotions that you have on a full moon. You are going to need to have more time to contemplate, to relax, to retreat, to reflect. Take a longer moon bath, probably, because it is going to be a super hyped up time. 
I also want to talk to you about the supermoon. Ooh, right? it sounds like a superpower, superhero moon. So you might hear that every now and then a full moon is a supermoon. And what that means is that the full moon has happened, the new moon or the full moon, but obviously we can't see the new moon. They happen when the moon is at the closest point to the Earth. So on the moon's circuit around the Earth, the full moon happens when it's closest to the Earth. And what that means, I was shocked by this because I didn't know the figure. What that means is that it appears 14% bigger than a normal full moon. Massive moon. Right? That's this crazy. This would be the point when some people do notice it more. Or right. say it's a beautiful full moon tonight. Oh, oh look at the moon. And yeah. it's probably going to be a Like, moon. how can you not notice when it's 14% bigger than it normally is, right? And like with a full moon eclipse, it's like a normal full moon, except amplified. It means that something exciting is going to happen. And you have to, like with the new moon, stay open to it. But very importantly, stay grounded because it is a very emotional time. <laughs> yes, I can so, imagine you could go off on all sorts of directions on a super full moon. Right? You so, could lose yourself for hours. Do some meditation, do some journaling. If things aren't working for you, if you're trying to do your accounts, for example, and it's just not working, then leave it for a couple of days if you can. <laughs> You've heard my story of people driving. Yeah. I would recommend never driving on the eve of a full moon either. Just lock yourself in. Take a moon bath. Just don't do anything that uses the brain too much. Isn't it funny how it affects us so dear? Right. Well, you know, we're so made made of of water. water. Exactly. And it affects the tide. If it can affect whole oceans, you know, why is it so crazy that it can affect us? Do you you have the percentage of the human body? This is really science. No, I know, but it's about 70, isn't it? 60 to 75, I High percentage of water that we're made up of. So when you look at what it does to a river, a tidal river. Anyone with any stories about the full moon and how it affects humans, plants, animals. Love to hear that. We want to hear it. Whether it's sciencey or woo-woo-wee, we want to hear it. We love those kinds of stories, I right? mean, you hear some horrible stories about violence increasing during full moon because yeah. of agitation. I generally think the agitation comes because people are flustered with trying to fight it. Yeah. And we all get agitated when you're trying to do something and you lose your pen. Yeah. I think that's where the anger and agitation comes from ourselves rather than the moon. Yeah. One of my customers came in and I told her it was a full moon. She worked in a nursery. She said, oh, I'm going to have a tricky day tomorrow because babies don't sleep very well, which makes them grouchy the next day. I'd love to hear what experiences people have. And as you've probably gathered, our dear listeners, Tracy and I are not scientists. So, no. So, um, so we'd love to know more about that kind of side of things as well. But if you could tell us in layman's terms, <laughs> so we can follow. Although, do you actually speak for yourself? Because I have A level. No, I'm not. I don't remember <laughs> any of it. But it hasn't dampened our curiosity and our desire like, to learn. We like the facts <laughs> with the spiritual, and if they meet, that's even better. Yeah. I want to tell you now about the different moons of the year. So, um, this is the fancy names. The fancy names for them, yeah. So, a lot of the names linked to the different moons of the year. So, basically, every full moon in every month has a name or a bunch of names, actually. Quite often, they are associated with the harvest or what's going on in agriculture and so forth. Um, again, because the, the moon was so much used as a marker of time. Um, of course, before we had clocks or... Calendars, actual, all these yeah, things, right? Yeah, we needed the moon to follow the seasons and things. Exactly. So each one, each moon had a name, and it was normally linked very much with what was going on at that time of the year. So some of them are like, yeah, pretty, pretty freaking obvious, and others need a little bit more explanation. But all of the names are super cute. They can be confusing because a lot of moons have 
multiple names and a lot of the moons share the same different names. <laughs> Alright, so January is the wolf moon. So one of my favorite because I used to love a band called Typo Negative when I was a teenager and they had a song called Wolf Moon. Wolf Moon is named after the howling wolves. I guess they must have been more active around about this time. And we've talked before about the, the wolves howling at the moon for a we mate. We did, we did. Um, this moon is also known as the moon after Yule. Makes a bit more sense because it's January. The old moon, I don't know why. Also known as the ice moon or the snow moon. Again, it's in winter, winter really. so yeah. But then February moon is also known as the snow moon. <laughs> so again, it would be different cultures, different religions, Across different countries, etc., having different names for them, and I've just listed a bunch of them for you. So February snow moon, obviously February is actually the height of winter. Some North American tribes named it the hunger moon due to the fact that there were there was not that much food around in midwinter. Oh, that's sad, right? isn't it? So hunger moon, slightly sad name for it. March, this might be my least favorite. God, what's it called? Worm moon. Because oh. earthworms come out at the end of winter. So I would probably call it one of the alternative names. Crow moon. You know I love my crows. Dee loves crows. Or they I, love me. They follow they me follow everywhere. They follow Dee everywhere. We still need um, to figure this out. Did I tell you we pulled up, we parked. Paul and I pulled up to park um, next to a little green the other day. I think it was when I popped out to see you. The, the green where you take Georgie and, and Charlie to do their business when you're at the shop. Oh, yes. And yeah. there was literally, couldn't see the grass for crows on that green. Really? And I had to walk across it to go to your shop. And I was they just like, do follow you. So I don't know what that means. If you know what that means, please let me know. Unless it means I'm going to die soon. I don't want to know that. <laughs> so March moon is also known as the crow moon. The crust moon. Crust moon. Sap moon. Sugar moon. Sugar moon. We'll go with sugar, sugar moon. Sugar moon is lovely. That's really um, lovely. Also known as the chaste moon, which the February moon is also known as. The Lenten moon, which I guess is a more slightly religious name for it, because yeah. it's around about Easter, Easter. Lent time, April. Is this your favorite? The pink moon? No, I think I know which one of your favorite is. I think it's in June. Okay. All right. But I do like the pink, pink moon. moon. Yeah. That's lovely too. Something about Tracy. Tracy's either all in black or all in pink. Or some well, combination like of the some, two. Yeah, yeah, I like to mix them together. So yeah. say you're, you're half-half, aren't you? But I like to accessorize with pink yeah but i feel yeah, like yeah. it very much symbolizes your sides of your personality as well <laughs> i always think that i love to wear black and gray but i think life and spirituality and my shop's really colorful and i always describe my shop as very spiritual but not in a very gothic moody no. dark sense like you have to have color i love color although you do have your skulls and um skulls and black and roses shelf don't you we do and then i surround or it with unicorns also known as your flamingos. <laughs> yeah but i love that about it because you can be all these different things you right can. you Make know style. Like, i love skulls and i love unicorns and i'm okay with that and That's you know Dee, at one point i had a pink skull in my shop yeah perfect. why not with flowers on why it why the double knot no. exactly so April is a pink moon, named so because it is a time that the pink flowers, the flocks, come into bloom. So obviously April, spring. Other names for this full moon, sprouting grass moon. Ooh, <laughs> it's a bit of a long one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, not very sexy, but whatever. Fish moon, less sexy. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting worse. Um, hair moon, we like that, don't we? Oh, was in the rabbit Exactly, hair. so hair is very much linked to fertility. This is why the Easter Bunny came into existence if you ever wondered why in east in christian religion there's a bunny delivering eggs it's because they're all uh, pre-christian symbols of fertility pagan. from this time of the year yeah. which was spring which is new life and 
you know new beginnings and exactly. rebirth the hair gazing moon we talked about exactly. before really old pagan symbol which means exactly those things exactly and so to help the pagans did i say hair gazing moon moon gazing hair we knew what you meant. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to, to sort of help spread the Christian word, they would often incorporate all these pagan folklore and ideas and holiday dates into the Christian calendar and stories and discourses to help people convert because it was less of a stretch, you know. They we could should ad- do a podcast on Ooh, the real of the year. To. Because once you start to learn about particularly like we mentioned Easter and Yule and Christmas, you'll see where all the traditions come from and how they're very closely linked. And it shows how they evolve one from the other. Yeah, shall we do it, Dean? Season two, watch out. Especially around, like you said, Easter and Christmas. Those are two of the Christian holidays that are so steeped in pre-Christian beliefs. Yeah, yeah. even from bringing a Christmas tree and having a wreath on your door. Wreaths, mistletoe, all of those things. So right, April, pink moon, very much a time of fertility, new life, after the winter. So another, it won't surprise you, another um, name for this moon is the egg moon. I don't know if I'm saying this right, the paschal moon, because it's used to calculate the date of Easter. Because again, Easter changes every year, doesn't it? It's because it goes according to the lunar cycle. Yeah. So May, flower moon, again, because the flowers are coming into bloom. Another name for this is the corn planting moon. It's very yeah, practical. very long-winded. Yeah, I don't think I'll be planting any corn during this time. But another one that I really like is the milk moon. Milk I don't know, that must be something to do with dairy, agriculture, I don't know. Cows, but maybe. Cute. June. This is the one I think might be your favourite. Strawberry moon. Strawberry moon. There it is. I can't think of the strawberry moon without thinking of this club off Oxford Street called Strawberry Moon. Oh, really? But I remember their cocktails being great, and that's all I remember, which me- which is a good sign. Sounds like it was a good club. <laughs> but I love this name, Strawberry Moon. I know, it's so cute. It's so cute. And it's because it's a time when strawberries come out, and they ripen at this time. Just like the pink moon is not because the moon is actually pink. They do not necessarily oh, look any a different. Strawberry. No, it's just that these are times of the year for these. Strawberry. And then rose moon as well. Oh, rose it's a lovely moon. July is, I think, a really masculine sounding name. The buck moon. Because it signifies when antlers emerge on deer buck's foreheads. This is the time when they grow their antlers, which is oh, super cute, actually, lovely. isn't it? Um, it's also known as the thunder moon. Do you know, I like that these are really obvious names. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, they haven't gone deep on this, have they, when they were naming them? they just No, they were like, what's happening? Let's name it after that. Yeah. Wart moon. Wart spelt W-O-R-T, like St. John's wart or mugwort. Oh, again, so to do with gardening. Perhaps it's a time when they come into season. Or hay moon, which again, it might be something to do with hay. <laughs> it's all very agricultural, isn't it? Yeah, you exactly. You do your gardening around the moon. August is the sturgeon moon. Large number of fish in the lakes. Who probably follow the moon. Again, also known as green corn moon or barley moon or fruit moon or grain moon. My so goodness. Very harvesty names, right? September is also known as the corn moon or the full corn moon or the barley moon. October is the harvest moon. Oh, it reminds me of Harvest Festival we used to yeah, have at school, exactly. which again is pagan related. Mm-hmm. And Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, is very much a harvest festival. It is the first of several harvest festivals. No, it's not. It's the final one. And it's kind of the new moon of the year in the pagan diary or the Wiccan diary it's or whatever. Saying goodbye to summer and welcoming exactly. in the darkness of winter. 
So it's basically preparing for the coming winter by hunting, slaughtering and preserving meats for use of food, um, and preparing your grains and so forth as well. The October full moon is also called the hunter's moon for that reason. Dying grass moon, if you want to name all of your moons after grass. very obvious. Blood moon or sanguine moon. I never knew there were so many names. So many names for the different moons, right? The next one makes me laugh because, again, I have the humor of a 12-year-old boy. Fever moon in November. (laughs) Um, And again, uh, not in the UK because I don't think we have beavers here, do we? I want to say no. I'm sure we don't. But anyways, we definitely don't have them prolifically. (laughs) Um, Beavers become more active while preparing for the winter. Also known as the frosty moon. You could Uh, have a whole book on all the different moons. I... And then the December moon oh, is... Oh, we've not even done December. No, we've not. December is known as the cold moon, also known as the moon before Yule, also known as the wolf moon, which you might remember is also the name of the one in January. So a lot of the names they overlap. The you know? But as you can see, they're very much tied with what's happening weather-wise, what's happening harvest-wise at that time of the year. So pay attention when you next time you watch your period drama because you'll you hear these things come up when they try to make you know the dialogue sound authentic, how people would talk in those times. So some years have 13 full moons. We talked about this in the new moon yes. episode. I believe we might have stated, me in particular, some untruths through ignorance about how often. But basically, some years have 13 full moons. Some years have 13 new moons. We need to do more research about how often this happens. But when a year has 13 full moons instead of the 12, that 13th one is known as a blue moon. Which is why they say once in a blue moon is yeah, a rare exactly. thing. But it does, I have made a note that that's not the only definition of a blue moon. So again... So like the black moon. Like with the black moon, like with the new moon names, like the new, with the full moon names, they vary from person to person, culture to culture. I am happy to admit that I don't pay attention to what every single full moon is called for each month. No. I pick out the ones that I like. Exactly. Like the, I only pay one. attention to when it's strawberry moon. Because you like it. Because I like <laughs> it. And that's fine. If that's the time of year that gets you excited and makes you happy. I mean, we're not growing corn, are we? But it's lovely to still pay tribute. Right. So in summary, the full moon represents fertility. There's a lot of transformation during this time. Completion of our new moon intentions. And hopefully abundance, because we're reaping what we sow. It's also a time for releasing relationships, jobs, thoughts, situations, emotions, people, etc. that are no longer serving us. It's a great time for decluttering. So again, a really nice time to have a little tidy up. And the moon will act in your favor during this time. If you are, you know, if you're paying attention to it, if you're doing this right, then it's a very positive time in terms of reaping what we sow. Fight it. Yeah. And then the agitation. Well, it's funny you should say that because I've written here in my notes, full moons sound awesome. What's the catch? Well, they can be super intense, super emotional, especially if, like we said, there's super moon or there's an eclipse. And the super moons happen really often. They happen like, you know, I think there's about three this year or four. Wow, so, so it's not They're a... quite common. Yeah. yeah. So what you need to do is make sure you're channeling your energy for good and using that reflection time to really figure out what's going on in your head, in your soul right now. Don't yeah. fight a full moon. No, never fight a full Go moon. Go with it and you'll have a really lovely full moon, hopefully. Exactly. Depending what sign it's in, it'll be a different journey. It I noticed even stressful. my dog is weird at full moon. Really? Yeah. Little Lola? Uh-huh. Oh, what does she do? She's just Aggie, you know what I mean? Like, you know when they can't settle? Antsy. Yeah, they definitely feel it. Yeah, definitely. They do. We would also love for you to get in touch with your full moon rituals. 
Oh, me to pick one. Yep, it definitely is super exciting times. All right, well, we're going to head off now, so... Thank you for listening, and happy full moon if you're listening to this at full moon. Happy full moon! Bye. Bye! If you enjoyed that, and if you want more from us, why don't you head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash we knew the moon, and check out some bonus content. Also, if you want to stay up to date, you can follow us on our Facebook page at we.new.the.moon. You could also leave us a review on our Facebook page as well. That would mean a lot. Our Instagram handle is the same as our Facebook at we.new.the.moon. We're also on Twitter, we knew the moon one. Search for We Knew the Moon on Pinterest if you want to see us there. Finally, if you want lots more fun, moon info and all things spiritual, plus our lovely shop, please visit our website www.weknewthemoon.co.uk.